Hi, welcome to another episode of the I Just Want to Chat podcast. I'm Mary, and today we will be talking about what I've been watching, listening to, using, and laughing at lately. And at the end of the episode, there will be an awesome discussion that I had with Maddie Barney about the Netflix TV show, 13 Reasons Why. Stay tuned. It should be a really good one. All right, so let's just hop into it. I asked Alex, my husband, to be on this beginning of the podcast with me today because I'm still kind of not to the point where I feel comfortable just talking by myself, even though I do that on Instagram stories and Snapchat a lot. I thought it'd be cool to have Alex here as like a semi-discussion, even though he doesn't listen to or watch anything that I do for the most part, so... He's just here for moral support, but you could say hey. Hello. Hi. And I'll ask him some questions, too, about his favorite things. But, yeah, um, I just want to say really quickly, thank you so much for checking out the first episode that I did with Gabby. The feedback that I got on it was really good, and I'm super pleased with the reception it's gotten, and I'm so excited. And, I don't know, I'm excited about the podcast. It's something that I've worked on for a little while, right, Alex? Yeah, it's been... A little bit, trying to get everything to. I feel like every out. bachelor season, I always say that I want to do one, but last time, like with um, JoJo season, I was too sick. Next season, I just had a baby, so now it's perfect timing. Even though we're moving this week, and it's not perfect timing. Yeah, that's kind of. This is kind of the worst timing, yeah. but I'm committed. You know, we're gonna make this happen. Alright, so I just want to hop into it. Um, I have been watching a lot of TV lately, and I always tweet about it, and I'm sure that people think like, okay, how the heck does Mary have so much time to watch so much TV? And the answer is, I have a baby that only naps lately if I'm holding her. Right now she's surprisingly napping by herself, but she's been doing this thing lately where like I have to hold her or else she freaks out. So that's... Allowed me to watch a lot of TV. Hasn't allowed me to, like, get anything done that I need to, like, packing or anything like that. But I have been able to watch a ton of TV. Which, you know, overall is a really good thing. I don't know if Alex agrees, but I think it is. <laughs> um, so I just wanted to talk about some of my favorite shows lately. And I want to start things off with The Handmaid's Tale. This is a Netflix, or not Netflix, um, a Hulu show. It's on Hulu. Oh. And it's, I know they've had original content on Hulu before, but it's never really taken off. But this is kind of like their hit. Um, and it's a show based off of the novel by Margaret, Margaret Atwood. And if you are at all disturbed about today's political climate, like I am, either you're going to like love the show and think it's so interesting, or you're going to be super horrified and you can't finish it. Like I have a couple friends on Twitter. Sleep. <laughs> yeah, or can't sleep. But I have, like, a couple friends on Twitter that, like, cannot watch the show because the premise seems, like, not too far off in of today's... reality? Yeah, in wow. Pence's and Trump's America. I wouldn't go that far. I don't think that yeah, we'll ever get to... It didn't sound that similar to me, but... Yeah, so basically the premise of the show is that after um, years of like worldwide infertility there's like a lot of 
problems that people have, like conceiving children and giving birth to healthy children and stuff, and only a small percentage of women can do that. They're kind of um, – a conservative uprising comes up, and women are forced into, like, a child breeding role. And things are um, – they're pretty scary. I know that's a horrible way to describe the show, but you should really just watch it. It is so – haunting and so interesting it's really well acted it has well, i can't think of her name elizabeth moss it has elizabeth moss in it. it has a couple girls from orange is the new black on it it has alexis bedell from sisterhood of the traveling pants and gilmore girls but Shout most out. importantly <laughs> sisterhood of the traveling pants and i'm sure she's done many other things since then but to me she'll just always be a 16 year old in greece Fallen in love with uh, Costas or whatever his name was. Um, Gustos, I think, not Costas. Anyway, it's a really good show. You should definitely check out The Handmaid's Tale. It does have some language. It doesn't really have any nudity or anything. Um, but if language offends you, I probably wouldn't watch it because there are... There's some colorful language once or twice an episode. Mm. Um, but it is a grade A show. It's like seven episodes in. Or I think it's six or seven episodes in, but go give it a watch. It is so good. But again, if you're like afraid of today's political climate and like what's happening, it either is the show for you or it will Freak terrify you. you. Yeah. <laughs> It'll keep you up at night. Ugh. Not worth it. <laughs> Alex doesn't watch the same shows as I do, yeah, as I mentioned obviously. before. <laughs> I'll give him a chance to talk Just about what he what he listens to and you will see why we're very different um okay and then another show i want to talk about real quick is the return of master of none the season sorry show on netflix it just came back with its second season i was so in love with the first season and i've watched it at least five times like all the way through it's so funny and thoughtful and like super well acted and the storylines are just like really real and like eye-opening on the first season they had a lot of discussion about like race and religion and um sorry my phone just went off unprofessional and uh they just talk about a lot of things that I've never really considered or thought about myself but yeah so it's a really good show the first season was awesome and it's a super quick watch too I think that there's 10 episodes every season and they're 30 minutes long the second season is really awesome because it partially takes place in Italy and he travels around a little bit. It's partially in Italian with subtitles and it's just beautifully shot. Such a good show. And again, there's more themes throughout um, the second season, which are, again, things that I've never really thought about or considered or been able to like see someone else's perspective on. So I wouldn't say, unfortunately, that the second season is better than the first season. I think that the first season was definitely funnier. Um, but I would say that the second season is more thought-provoking. So, you give a little, you take a little. But still, like, one of the best shows out there right now. And, again, it's a super quick watch. I watched it all in two days. Well, I didn't even notice. Well, it's because you're at work and I'm at home holding uh, Piper. That's yes. why you haven't noticed. <laughs> That's how I, and it was fast. And it was fast. But, yeah. Um... Yeah, so that was, those are two shows I've really been liking lately. 
definitely give both of them a watch or at least look into them because I was really bad at describing both of them. All I could say is that I love them and they're so good. And then I just want to briefly talk about two other shows that I watched but wasn't totally in love with for different reasons. I watched Girl Boss on Netflix. It's a new show about the start of the clothing company Nasty Gal, um, which is like a super well-known clothing company for trendy people. It's not actually dirty. It's not actually dirty. That's mm. right, Alex. Don't worry. <laughs> All right. Um, the clothes are too trendy for me just because I shop at Old Navy. But I look at Nasty Gal's website a lot, and I have dreams and aspirations to one day, like, own one of their jackets. Anyway, the Netflix series is loosely based on the start of the company Nasty Gal and everything that Sophia Amoroso went through to get to where she was. Um, she starts an eBay store flipping clothes. Like, you know how people will flip houses? They'll take crappy houses, fix them up, and sell it for a way bigger profit. She did that with clothes, so she would go to thrift stores, find super cheap things, do a little bit of alterations, or she would find vintage pieces and then just kind of flip them online and sell them for a lot more. Ended up making like a multi-million dollar business out of it. So it is a pretty cool story, but the show, the show was an easy watch, and overall I, I enjoyed it. I'm like not exactly looking forward to the second season. If they decide to like not do a second season... My world will continue to turn. Things will be okay. And I think my problem with it is, is just the Sophia character is just such a rude person. Like, she's not really putting, other than, like, her clothes, she's not really putting that much, like, good into the world. She kind of takes on this role where she thinks she could be reckless and um, rude and, like, conniving and stuff in other people's lives, but it's all okay because she's following her dreams and stuff. I don't really like to watch shows about people when I, like, can't connect with the characters and when I think that they're just, like, crappy. Um, and I kind of think that Sophia from that show is just, like, someone that I wouldn't want to be friends with. And normally when you watch a show, you root for, like, the main character. And yeah, I want her to, like, succeed and stuff, but she kept on succeeding even though she wasn't being good to people. And I don't know. It was just kind of like a hard, unentertaining watch for me because of that. Um, and you don't really root for anybody on the show, actually. Like, everyone, except for maybe her friend Annie. I think Annie is a pretty good girl. But everyone just turns out to be bad. Everyone just turns out to be, like, in things only for themselves. Which is fine. Like, you could be selfish at some points. But, um... It just doesn't make for really good, compelling TV when you don't care about any of the characters. And then that also brings me to Silicon Valley, which is on HBO, which is a show about a tech startup company over in Silicon Valley. And um, it kind of deals with like a fake Google company called Hooli and this small startup called Pied Piper, which is kind of funny. Our daughter's name is Piper. Um... And I would like the show. I liked it in the beginning because it was a really easy watch. Each episode was pretty funny and you could just kind of hop into it whenever. There was like a storyline, like an overarching storyline. 
but you didn't have to really be like connected to each episode or I would like put it on while I was doing dishes or something. So you don't really have to pay attention to it. It's just an easy watch. But then I kind of started not liking it for the same reason that, or the opposite reason that I didn't like Girlboss. And Girlboss, I didn't like it because the girl Sophia was like so mean and rotten to people, but good things just kept happening to her. In the Silicon Valley show, the guy that like owns the main tech startup, he's a good guy and he's just trying to get ahead. He's trying to like make his business. He's trying to like follow his dreams. But the, like, just crappy things keep happening to him. Like, it's always, like, one step forward and, like, ten steps back with him. And they'll, like, get somewhere. Then at the end of that episode, another huge roadblock. And, yes, I understand that, like, and it is a comedy. It's a funny show. (laughs) But you would think that they would, at some point, like, succeed. Yeah. But it's, like, less of a plot device now, and it's more of just, like, okay, this is the formula of the show. Things go good in the beginning of the episode, and then 20 minutes later, back at square one. Really bad. Yeah. Like, they always get, um, like, the premise of the show is this guy has a really good idea. He, like, makes this, like, amazing code, um, doing, like, something, like, with computers that people never thought could be done before. And this company, Hooli, which is supposed to be, like, Google, they, like, try to buy him out, and then they try to, like, replicate his code and all this stuff. So every time he, like, finds a big success, this Google-like company, Hooli, they, like, just kind of step on that, and things just, like, never work out for him. So I stopped watching that after about a season and a half. I made it to the second season, and... It just it wasn't worth it for me. So if you guys watch Silicon Valley and you think it gets better, it is in the fourth season. And I know that HBO doesn't really mess around. If shows aren't good, then they get rid of them. So maybe it does get better. I don't really have the patience for it. But if you've enjoyed it, then definitely like send me a tweet or something and tell me to keep going. But as of right now, I'm putting that one on the shelf. Um, Alex, are there any shows you've been watching lately i know that you're in the middle of trying to finish your thesis and move and you have a job and yeah. other things to do yeah so i've been kind of busy but still try to fit in a, a show here and there um i am really into documentaries i really like the documentary category on netflix that's really nice um lately i've been watching a show I believe it's called Mega Builders, but it has to do with uh, the science and engineering of large structures. So something Sounds I'm very interested in. So interesting. Yes, it's fascinating actually. So yeah, he, so I really like that. Every time he watches me watch a show, he's like, "Why are you watching that? That seems so boring." <laughs> but yet he's literally watching a show about structures. It is awesome. They build. Just goes through and talks about the challenges that they face building these huge bridges and Incredible. buildings. Yeah. And people just don't realize all that goes into that and all that has to be overcome. I mean, it takes tons of teamwork and sometimes people even die on these construction sites. Dramatic. Yeah. Very dramatic. But... Yeah, that was very interesting. Very fascinating. 
We also tried to watch the Bill Nye show together. Me and Alex do watch TV together, but we watch Shark Tank together. We watch Designated Survivor, which I'm actually going to talk about next week. Um, and we watch The Office. Like, we finish The Office, and then we just watch it over again. Um, but we did try watching that Bill Nye show together. We didn't really make it that far. We actually kind of thought it was pretty annoying. There were some episodes that were actually good. Yeah, there were and some that were good. they had, like, good info. And my favorite episodes were the ones where he had, like, two different viewpoints on his panel. Yeah. But a lot of the episodes were very biased. And even, like, when I agreed with... Biased. Even when I agreed with, like, what he was saying, I would just be so annoyed that he was presenting all this information on his panel, but his panel was just all people that agreed with him. Like, I watched the, like, the vaccination episode, and, like, I'm a very, like, pro-vaccination person, and his whole panel was, like, pro-vax, which was fine, and I, maybe it would be, like, dangerous to have anti-vax people on there, but, um, all in all, not really a big fan of the Bill Nye show, but I am a big fan of The Handmaid's Tale on Hulu. Master of None on, on Netflix. I'm an okay fan of Girl Boss on Netflix, and I'm a casual watcher of Silicon Valley on HBO. And Alex is a mega fan of Mega Builders. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And just a couple extra things I've been liking lately. I don't really. I love music, but I'm not like a big music person. Like, I think I just like what I like. I don't think I've listened to anything but, like, Sarah Bareilles, the Hamilton soundtrack, which will be another episode when I have Meredith Tuttle on here. And lately I've just been listening to a lot of John Mayer. We saw him in concert a month ago. Tears. Like, the whole time. I was so amazed. But his new album came out in its entirety. He released um, the album in waves, so he would do, like, four songs every, like, other month. But now it's finally all out. And I really want to encourage everybody to go listen to it. It's just, it's so good. It's just, like, good music. It's all, like, fairly clean if you like that. I don't think he swears in any of these new songs. Um, if So, if that's a concern of yours, you don't have to worry about it. Um, and it's just, it's really good, honest music. And I love it. And I'm just going to go through a couple other things that I've been liking lately quickly before I introduce my discussion that i had with maddie barney but um lately i have i feel like this episode's all over the place but i just want to talk about things that i like alex is smiling at me because he knows that this is all over the place that's fine i just want to chat yeah that's, that's what it's all about that's what the whole podcast that's, is about i just want to chat about things yeah so here i am just chatting about things i want to chat about okay i'm not gonna feel weird anymore yeah People know what they signed up for. Yep. Anyway, lately I have switched up my makeup routine and I want to tell you why. I have been like trying to find like the perfect foundation concealer combo for so long. And I'm always like, like I would always give my foundation concealer combo like a B plus. Like it does the job, but it's never been like perfect like what I want it to be. And I do normally buy, like, pretty high-end stuff. But I started following somebody on Instagram. Her Instagram handle is the B-U-Bureau. B-U-T-Bureau. 
So it's like spelled like B U, like Y O U T Bureau. Anyway, I'm sure if you just search it, she'll pop up. She has like a ton of followers. But she recommended like this new combo to me and to all of her followers, not just to me personally. And it is the L'Oreal um, Infallible Foundation in the Dewy Formula. And I am the lightest shade. That should come to no surprise of it um, to anybody. The L'Oreal Infallible Formula of Foundation and the Tarte Shape Tape Concealer. This has changed my life and I hope that they never discontinue either of them. It's like lightweight, full coverage. Everything that you can want in like a summer foundation. I know that I like need to get a tan soon, but I'm literally dreading it because I don't know if the next shades up will be like as good. Like I feel like I finally found my foundation concealer sweet spot and I don't want to don't want to leave. I don't want to leave the sweet spot, but I also don't want to look like a ghost. It's a hard thing. Yeah. And we're moving to Vegas soon, so I know that like I can't be this pale, pale person. Piper is starting to get more tan than me, and that's a problem. But anyway, so that's something I've been liking lately. And Alex, is there anything that you've been liking lately? Let's see. Um, peanut butter and honey sandwiches. Those are <laughs> definitely a hit. Just in general? You yes. just want to give a shout-out to PB&H? PB&H. Just can't go wrong. It's a great lunch. You're being very kind. I've been very lazy lately, and that's all I've been making him for lunch, to take to school with him. So that's got to be why that's on your mind, because that's what you've had every day for the last like month or so. It's perfect. It's, it, the, it keeps you full for a while, <laughs> and it tastes delicious. <laughs> You're a simple man, nothing Alex else, Arndt. You're a simple you man. Want. Best of all worlds. Best of all worlds. All right, well, now something of worth. Um, after you just listened to 20 minutes of hoopla, I want to introduce my discussion that I had with Maddie. Um, we talked about the 13 Reasons Why show from Netflix. And the reason why I asked her to come on, and I'll explain this more when I splice in the recording with her. But the reason I asked her to come on, she's been one of my friends, like, for years. Like, one of my, like, closest friends for years. And she has kind of, like, became, like, a social activist, I guess you would say, in the last year or so. Maybe, like, two years. And she did a really, really good article about 13 Reasons Why. And I know that the show 13 Reasons Why has been talked to death. It's been out for about a month now. And there's been so many, like, think pieces and articles and stuff about it. And Maddie, like, just brought, like, such, like, a fresh perspective to it. And I really wanted to get her on to talk about the show because she had a lot of the same thoughts that I did. And I hadn't really read those thoughts anywhere. So I knew that I wanted to invite her on. But just a quick, like, disclaimer. If you haven't watched 13 reasons why which is a show that is on netflix and it depicts um it's a girl that is in high school and she decides to make to commit suicide and she leaves behind 13 tapes explaining why um why she did it and each person in her life that like has kind of brought her to her to this point gets like 
its own tape. So it's a very like disturbing subject matter. It's a really compelling show, and it was like a best-selling selling novel for a long time, and then they made it into a show. It's a really like good, compelling show and really interesting to watch, and I watched it like so quickly that it should come to no surprise um, to anybody. But really good show, but it is really dark, and it does deal with a lot of like dark subject matter. And we do talk about that at length in our um, little discussion that I had with Maddie. So if any of that disturbs you, this interview probably isn't going to be for you. And Maddie also talks about some like really traumatic things that happened to her as well. So if any of those kind of things disturb you, I'd probably just skip this one. My Bachelor recap um, will be up like next week and you can listen to that that will definitely be like some lighter subject matter but if you don't mind the heavy and you really want to hear a really good discussion with maddie who definitely knows her stuff um and has taken so much time researching mental health and sexual assault and things of that nature definitely give the interview less a listen but that's just a little disclaimer i don't want anyone to listen and feel uncomfortable and be like ah this isn't what i signed up for go back to talking about peanut butter and honey um yeah so i will roll the discussion right now there we go all right so i have maddie barney here with me today to talk about 13 reasons why and i decided to bring maddie on the podcast today to talk about 13 reasons why not only because she has like a really good article about it online that she posted um kind of taking up some of her issues that she's had with the show but also because she's like one of my oldest friends that I have we've been friends for how long since middle school so like at least 10 years right yeah long time maybe like nine yeah eight or nine years I'm 22 so that sounds better I met you at like 13 or 14 Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter anyway she's one of my favorite people and also she kind of has more of um of an insight on some of the issues that go on in the show because in the past year she's taken a really cool um role as like an activist and she's been very outspoken about a lot of mental health issues about um feminism and she does a lot of writing online and every time she writes something i totally eat it up i love it so i couldn't think of anyone more perfect than maddie barney to come talk about this you can't see it (laughs) But she just did a little, like, princess move with her <laughs> hands because um, she knows that she's the greatest. All right, so let's just kick things off. Um, did you like the show? It took me a while to kind of grow into it. I started trying to watch it a couple times, and I couldn't get through the first episode. Um, I mean, the first time I heard of the show, it was on, you know, one of those Netflix trailers that it puts on when you're trying to find something to watch. And you haven't read the book, right? Never read the book. Okay, I've never read it either. Yeah. I heard about it, like, a lot in middle school. I think it was, like, popular then. But I I didn't read yeah. it in middle school. I, <laughs> I can attest to that. Um, but, I mean, I saw the trailer, and, like, in all honesty, I was pissed. I was really, really upset. I thought that they were, like, making depression and suicide, like, this big glamorous thing and, like, trying to make it normal I didn't even know what they were trying to do because I hadn't seen the show but anyway it did take me a while to even start watching the show so 
But then you watched it and you completed the series. I did. Yeah. And overall, I guess we'll get into like our overall impressions in a second. But um, I watched it and I am pretty, um, what's the word? I don't want to say oblivious, but I'd say maybe ignorant um, to some of the issues that go on with people that um, have mental illness or deal with that. I, like, feel blessed and, like, lucky enough that I've never really dealt with anything, um, of that nature, but I enjoyed the show. I don't know if enjoyed is the right word. I feel like that sounds, like, kind of dirty, like, engrossed, because it's such, like, a dark subject matter. I feel like you enjoy, like, The Office. Like, you enjoy, like, a funny show. I feel like I appreciated the show. That's better. Yeah. I appreciated the show, um... But I did have a lot of issues with it while I was watching, and I thought that they handled so many of these issues poorly, and um, I would even call the show dangerous to some, like, impressionable youth, or even people that just are in, like, a dark place in life, um, or that are dealing with mental illness. I felt like it was a little dangerous, and I wish that they had changed their approach a little bit. But overall, I did enjoy or appreciate the season, and I'll watch season two for sure. But, um, yeah, so I just wanted to have you on because while I was watching, I had all these thoughts about, wow, I really wish that they were approaching suicide this way. It would be so much more helpful if they um, showed this aspect of things, or I really felt like they were glamorizing suicide so many times. Um, and they were even glamorizing, like, bullying to an extent, I think. Um, so I had those thoughts while I watched, but then I read your article. What was the website that you um, heard it for? So it was actually my friend's website that he launched. It's called Social Hitch. Social Hitch. Yeah. Okay, so I read your article that you wrote for Social Hitch, and it totally echoed everything that I thought. So I was... What's the word? I don't know, I felt like a little validated and I felt, okay, other people are thinking this. So when I knew that I was going to start a podcast, I knew I wanted to talk about 13 Reasons Why and I knew that I only wanted to talk about it with Maddie. So um, when you were done watching the show, what was your overall impression and what were some of your issues that you took with the show? I was probably most upset with the last episode. Um, spoiler alert if you haven't watched oh, it yeah, by now. Oh l- yeah, let me just say also... <laughs> That this whole interview is a spoiler alert. Is gonna, this is your spoiler alert. Um, everything's just kind of be going to be more like recappy. So if you haven't watched it, um, stop listening unless you don't really care about being spoiled. But spoiler alert, she commits suicide? Yeah, and they, first of all, one of the big reasons that, um, you know, a lot of experts have had with the show is that they showed the suicide um it was pretty much like a play-by-play on like here's how to commit suicide i haven't even thought about here's how it the looks. mechanics of it yeah like here's how it looks and i know that they were trying to make it graphic trying to i mean she was obviously in pain it was really distressful for me to watch mm-hmm. and i'm sure for most people um yeah it, yeah but one of I the fast forwarded i couldn't do it i mean People who are suicidal who are watching that are not only going to be, like, incredibly triggered by watching somebody actually take their own life and seeing the aftermath, 
And I know the director said that they made it graphic on purpose, but I think it was just completely reckless. Just irresponsible. Seriously, because they show her in the bathtub, you know, they show all the pain, and, you know, people... I mean, some people might be watching that and not be thinking, oh, how horrible, I need to fast forward, this is too much. They might be thinking that and thinking, that could be me, I want to be her, like, I want to do that. And they showed it rather... The suicide itself, like, they showed the suicide going by, like, rather quickly. Like, when she was... Probably took her, like, a minute. Like, a minute, to, yeah. yeah. And I've read other things where it's not... Like, not when I so delved into quick. it a little bit, yeah, that wouldn't yeah. be, like, so quick. Um, not so realistic. And um, also one of the main issues that I took up with it was also in the last episode when she went and talked to Mr. Porter. This was my main problem with the show. Yeah, Mr. Porter was her high school counselor. Throughout the whole um, series, you know, he's seen talking to kids. He's seen just kind of being ignorant, but not really harmful. He's just kind of... I feel like he was trying to be the the cool friend. Yeah, like maybe kind of overworked. I don't, I don't really know what his issue was, mm-hmm. and I don't really care. But yeah. they showed him... And Hannah went to him on the day that she committed suicide, and she asked for help, and she got nothing. And what this, what I think this shows to kids and to And she clearly showed him the signs. Like, the red flags were there. She even at one point said, I don't want to live anymore. She said some variation of that. And he was like, you don't want to live anymore? And she goes, well, not like that. And then he just let it slide. Well, that's something that definitely should have been reported. Well, and she also, you know, spoke about her rape, which mm-hmm. was clearly rape. And instead of helping her and validating her, and by the way, high school teachers and counselors are mandatory reporters. So if they hear a report of a rape, they have to report it to police and they have to help, you know, get that rapist out of the school. Um, but he didn't even validate it as rape, let alone report it. Yeah. Um, so... Mainly, he just brushed off all her problems, and then she went home and killed herself. Mm-hmm. And so what that shows me is for the young people watching, and for anybody who's suicidal, depressed, or anything watching, is that the one thing that people always tell, you know, people who have a mental illness is, go to a therapist, go talk to somebody. What it shows those at-risk people is that doesn't that even That won't even work. help. Yeah, yeah, your only option is suicide, and that's what 13 Reasons Why showed me. And it made me really, really upset because I know that a lot of people who are interested in in the subject or affected by the subject are the people that are the audience. Mm -hmm. It's high school kids. It's at-risk people who are watching this. I mean, it's also, you know, normal people. And, you know, that's not who I'm focusing on. But, like, the people who are watching this because they're curious about suicide or because they feel suicidal who watch that. And also people can be tucking this away for... Yes. Yeah. Like, someone could be feeling fine about themselves or lives or in like a good mental place Mm -hmm. but then later on um kind of go back to what they heard and what they saw so if they were thinking oh i like i really want to go talk to somebody Eh, but when i watched 13 reasons why hannah tried to talk to someone and even that didn't help like she left feeling even worse Yeah, and they might, I mean, people might even not think about it so specifically, but just, you know, adding on to the stigma that mental health care has already, Mm -hmm. it's just not a smart thing to do when the main point of their show and the object of their show was, of course, to, you know, raise suicide awareness and to help people prevent suicide. 
they're not preventing suicide. They did everything wrong, according to the experts that they consulted. Yeah, I think my main issues with the show, um, I do believe that they handled a lot of things really well. Um, I think a lot of the bullying and stuff they did kind of show how that can affect people. And I'll get into that at the end. But um, most of my issues with the show happened in that last episode. The last episode, Hannah starts it off with, okay, I've made 12 tapes so far, and this is my last hope. I am ready to commit suicide, but I'm going to go talk to somebody. This is going to be my last try, and I'm going to go talk to someone, and if they don't help me, then that's it. Then I'm going to kill myself. So, um, and then she goes in, and then she explains what happened she's explained she explains the bullying she explains that things are really rough um she explained that she was sexually assaulted and raped and mr porter just kind of brushed it off he was like oh you didn't say no when you were raped and maybe you're gonna have to just get over it and she even mentions taking her own life and then mr porter's like "Mm, is that what you said that sounds pretty serious and she goes oh i didn't mean it and then she waits for him to come outside, and then he, um, once she leaves the office, she walks out and she goes, okay, maybe he'll come try to help me now that i walked out. But then he doesn't. He, like, has, like, a phone call or something that he had to take. So I think that the whole approach to the last episode was really bad, and I wish that they had approached it differently. Um, I think about the show, and I think about how helpful it could have been if the overarching theme was yes be nice and be kind and um be a good friend and be on the lookout for people that um might need your help and be proactive in helping them but also i wish that one of the overarching themes was you are responsible for your own mental health to an extent but there is help out there help for you out there and um it just seemed like she was going into her like session with Mr. Porter thinking it was an all or nothing thing and I just wanted to shake her and be like there are other resources out there yeah and it always you know it's not always the first time that you go to a therapist or go to seek help that they fix all your problems that's not how it works Mm -hmm. um I mean the first time I went to a therapist after I was raped was on BYU campus they had you know free counseling I was like okay I'm gonna try this I'm gonna you know give it a shot I went in there, and the woman who I met with, like, was literally smiling at me the whole time. I mean, I think she was trying to be nice, but it was clear she was uncomfortable, and it made me uncomfortable. It's a hard subject matter, of course. And so I got up, and I left, Mm -hmm. and I never went back to her, but I did try other things. I tried other therapists, other methods of therapy, and... People that were more equipped to handle that, maybe? Yeah, and they're not always, like, a fix-all thing. Like, I'm not cured, for sure, but... And therapists, again, this is kind of where my ignorance comes in. There's not really, like, a catch-all type of therapy, right? Like, if you... Someone that has like postpartum depression for example probably wouldn't go see somebody that does therapy for those who are sexually assaulted yeah i mean so there's all different kinds of therapy and there's different kinds of therapists 
Um, the way I put it in my article was it's kind of like relationships. Mm-hmm. Like the first person that you meet isn't always going to be the best person for you. They're not always going to be, you know, the best at communicating with you or the best at whatever. But, you know, you you try again. You, you know, try until you find something that works, right? And so with therapists, I mean, I, you know, called and kind of like interviewed a couple therapists before I chose the one that I have now. Um, you want to choose somebody that you're comfortable with. You want to choose somebody who has a kind of therapy that you're comfortable with. Um, I mean, there's so many different kinds of therapy that are geared towards different kinds of mental illnesses and yeah. different kinds of life issues. Yeah, so I definitely think that, um, and I hope that doesn't sound irresponsible of me to say that you're responsible for your own mental No, health. I mean, I think you are responsible it is an illness. to reach out. Yeah. Um. But the people around you, as I'm sure 13 Reasons Why made pretty clear, are also responsible for, um, you know, their part in your life and how they impact your life. Mm -hmm. Um, But the issue that I have with 13 Reasons Why is that they tried to make it seem like poor Clay was responsible for her death because he didn't love her. I'm sorry, but that's a load of you-know-what. I mean, he of course could have helped her and you know could have been a friend to her and a support system to her but he never could have cured her mm-hmm. um you know and i've seen a lot of comments saying oh hannah wasn't depressed it never talked about mental illness in the show so she wasn't depressed i'm not sure if you've seen anything like that that's on been on like on all the top comments I'd, on like the facebook let posts. me just say as a disclaimer i know <laughs> that this topic has been talked to death like i know that there have been so many like articles podcasts whatever about the show but um again i was just so moved by your article where i wanted to like bring it up again um um but as i was saying it's just pretty clear that she's battling mental illness you know symptoms of depression and and they mentioned before that like at her old house because she had moved before Mm -hmm. she went to this high school and that's where she met jessica who was like the first tape or the second tape i can't remember the sequence of it but she mentioned that she was bullied before and that things were bad for her at her old school. Mm-hmm. And they mentioned that a couple times throughout the show. So, I, I don't know. The whole, like, blame aspect of it was really hard for me to watch. Even though there were a lot of crummy people on the show. There were a lot of characters that had done wrong and um, deserve to be brought to justice there were a lot of people that i mean bryce makes me want to vomit the rapist justin is disgusting the guy that took the pictures of hannah gross like they all like need they need help and they need to be brought to justice and stuff as well but i think if the show just would have approached everything differently and I know that would have made it a different show, but I think it would have made it more impactful and it would have been able to help more people. But what I saw was something that can be extremely harmful to somebody in middle school or high school or any stage of life where they're feeling bullied or victimized by their family or by their friends or the people that used to be their friends. And I think that's natural that people have those feelings. I remember I used to, like in middle school, I'd have like problems with girls and I would never think like suicide or anything, but I'd think like, oh, I'm going to do this really cool thing and that'll show them. Like, I'm going to 
like do this like cool thing and I'm going to put it online and then that will show them and they'll feel sorry for ever being mean to me. And I feel like this like amplified it so much and that's such like a teenage mindset like when you're 12, 13, 14 where the show kind of showed um I didn't think that showed suicide it's the final thing that it is. Yeah, and I mean cuz you don't get to go back and watch people's reactions. Exactly. And you don't um, and as for, you know, the whole drama and revenge thing that went into it, I mean, we also have to remember that she had, like, a mental illness that wasn't, um, you know, addressed or ever yeah. helped. Diagnosed because, anything. Exactly. So, I mean, things to her. parents had no idea. Yeah, I mean, things to her that may have been petty little things to you or I who may have watched that mm-hmm. and been like, okay, like, she could have been fine, right? Yeah. Um, that, that wasn't how it was to her. Yeah, and that's not my issue with the show. Yeah. Like, her reasons, like, are not... Like, some people talk about, um, like, the note thing. Yeah. Or, like, there's that whole meme where it goes, like, goes to Chipotle, guac is extra, welcome to your tape. Like, that, just trivializing that really it. That upsets I think, me. I think that that's really upsetting. Because um, I think that... I mean, I know that 13 Reasons Why made a big point to bring awareness to suicide, but... If the awareness that you're bringing is harmful, I mean, what's what's the and making point? people who already feel isolated feel more isolated? Yeah, because I mean, I'm looking on my Facebook feed and my Instagram feed, and I'm seeing all these jokes about suicide. I mean, yeah. I understand she's a fictional character, and I need to maybe lighten up a little bit, but joking about suicide is never ever funny mm-hmm. to me, and it shouldn't be funny to anybody else, frankly. Yeah. Um, so, like, all the memes made out of it made it just seem like a joke. And it just, it just glamorized it to the extent of, like, I feel like it glamorized it to the point where someone, again, who's 12, 13, 14, for example, like, being bullied at school, thinking that they could do a similar thing, and thinking, oh, I'm gonna leave, like, a note, then they're gonna have to live with it. They're gonna have to like live with knowing that they're the reason that I killed myself. And, yeah. And, and I, this teacher that was like mean to me and gave me an F when I deserved a B or something, they're gonna know and they're gonna have to live with it. Like that was such a gross theme throughout the show, where I don't, I don't think that they did that intentionally because they have to realize how reckless that is. But I mean, they say that they consulted all these experts and everything, but they really did go against everything that they advised. Yeah. Um, I mean, the whole thing was just, I I don't know, I think it could have been done a lot, a lot better Mm -hmm. if they would have just gone ahead and listened to the experts and maybe done things a little more delicately with the idea that their audience is going to be a primarily young audience who deals with this kind of thing. For sure. And they did have, to give them, like, the tiniest bit of credit, they did have that show at the end, the Beyond the Reasons, which I still feel was, like, just kind of a press thing. I don't know. It wasn't picking at the issues that the show was going to bring up. It was just talking about the importance of bringing up the issues but, but again, like, if you bring it up recklessly, yeah, like, like what's the point? Of like yes, it like up? there should be a, a conversation about teen suicide. There yes. should be a conversation about rape. There should be a conversation about bullying. There should be a conversation about being nice and decent to people and yeah. mental health. Like these are good conversations to be having. And 
the Beyond the Reasons, like, featurette thing that they put at the end of the show did highlight that. Like, they did highlight the importance of that, but they didn't, um, they just glanced over the problems with the show. So, I did find this, um, this really cool website just to kind of wrap up. I'm not familiar with this organization, but it seems, have you ever heard of this, Jed? The no. Jed Foundation. Um, I've heard that they do, um, you know, texting. Yeah, so it's um, it's a mental that. health resource um, for people online and over the phone, and you can live chat if you're feeling um, suicidal. Yeah, suicidal, or if you're just looking for resources. And they have something called Thirteen Reasons Why Talking Points, and there's a ton of them online. So I'm not gonna quote all of them, but some of my favorite ones that they highlighted was Hannah's tapes blame others for suicide. Suicide is never the fault of the survivors of suicide loss. There are resources and support groups for suicide loss survivors. Um, This is an important one, I think, for kids to realize is when you die, you do not get to make a movie or talk to people anymore. Like, leaving leaving messages from beyond the grave is a dramatization produced in Hollywood and is not possible in real life. That was a big thing for me. I feel like they didn't show how final suicide is in the show. Especially because she kept popping up and, you know, talking to Clay and stuff. Yeah, after she was dead. And then the second season. And she got to see how sad everyone was and how upset everyone was. And that's not real life. And talk to Clay, well, why didn't you love me when I was alive? Why didn't you say all this to me when I was alive? And that stuff. And then the second season... Have you read anything about the second season? I've read that Hannah's going to be a part of it in some way, um, but that's pretty much all So I've read. read that Hannah's going to be a part of it, and she's going to be kind of like a guardian angel throughout the show, and she's going to be like an ever-present thing, and she's going to be kind of someone that Clay can confide in, and that's just that's not, not the real. case. And, of course, like, this sounds silly where... It sounds silly to even have to tell people suicide is a final thing, but these but are when mentally you're ill people. And when you are a teenager, your brain is not fully developed. You cannot grasp that concept yeah. if you read, you know, research on it. Um, you, so they're exposing this to a group of people who, frankly, they can't grasp the finality of it, mm-hmm. and it's making it seem like suicide is this big thing that's going to fix all your problems, but... When you're dead, you're not going to have any problems anymore. You're not going to have any joys anymore. You're not going to live anymore. You are dead. Yeah. And I think it really, really fails to touch on that. Yeah, it's and it's just going to be insanely reckless to bring Hannah back as, like, a guardian angel role. And it looked like she's going to be able to talk to people that, um, that are not Clay also. Like, she's going to be someone in Jessica's life and she's going to be popping up in all these people's lives that affected her and stuff. Yeah, I'm not sure if I want to watch the second season if it's going to push it that far away from the point. So just to tie up, like overall I did appreciate the show for what it was and there were a lot of strengths in it. Um, I think that like the acting was really good. On a lighter note, one thing I couldn't get over in the in the whole series was how did all these teenagers have so many tattoos? I feel like Seriously. in high school I knew like two or three people that had like little tattoos or like they would turn 18 and get some tattoos. Um, 
But, like, all these people were so, like, tatted up. And they looked like old tattoos. Like, you know how you could, like, tell the difference between, like, a freshly done tattoo and, like, something that's, like, lived on someone's body for a little bit? Like, has seen, like, the sun for a while? That was another one of my issues, but that's, like... That's the main one. That's another 30-minute rant. (laughs) (laughs) That's another long rant. Just kidding. But, um... I think it was really well acted. I really liked the cast. Um, have you ever seen Perks of Being a Wallflower? I read the book when we were okay. in middle school. You probably read it because I, I your told book. you about it. No, okay. I read your book. I took it, your book and read it. Because it was my favorite book. <laughs> um, and I love the movie. And the movie did a really good job. But I kept on like getting distracted because the movie Perks of Being a Wallflower is kind of similar in theme like there's no suicide but um the main character definitely like is battling mental illness and bullying and all that stuff and his mom in that movie first of all the guy from perks of being a wallflower looks like clay from 13 reasons why and his mom is played by the same person that plays hannah's mom so i was getting really confused like the whole time which again isn't as big of a problem as what we mentioned earlier but the show was reckless with a lot of things. All these teens had tattoos, and there were too many um, perks of being a wallflower parallels. So yeah, so I think that's where I'm gonna end it. Um, is there anything else you want to add? I know that you're like working on a lot of stuff. If you want to like mention anything that you're working on, or if you want to, um, like, I mean, send one any links. One more thing that I just wanted to touch on really lightly um, was just the portrayals of rape. And 13 Reasons Why. Um, to be completely blunt, if you have to watch somebody being raped to feel sorry for rape victims, you have bigger problems. Um, I don't think that they should have been portrayed so violently. I don't think that it should be a form of entertainment. Um, I don't know. They, they, those Do you think it's right sick. that they brought it up? I think it's definitely right that they brought it up. I thought it was really um, refreshing that um, they had Jessica experience of, experiencing like the symptoms of PTSD in the aftermath of rape. Um, I thought that was something that you rarely, rarely hear about. I mean, mostly rape is used as a plot device, as a plot device, and then you know they get over it, and they then get, they get over it, they and get the fine. nice boyfriend, yeah, and, like all that stuff, and they fall in love, and they're fine, right? But yeah. that's not how it is in real life. It's really, really hard. But I mean, the way that people were justifying, you know, how it was brought up, um, just kind of made me sick. Because if you have to watch something like that to feel sympathy for another person, um, you should probably look a little deeper into yeah. yourself. Um, I don't know. I just felt like that could have been done a little more responsibly as well. Yeah. But these are all good conversations yeah, to be having. Like, exactly. They did talk about good subject matter, but they just needed to switch it. And again, I've never read the book either, so maybe the book handles it more sympathetically. Yeah. But I don't know. This is about the TV show. Um, yeah, well, thank you so much for coming on. Yep. I'm so glad that you came over. Yeah, thank you. Maddie got to meet my baby for the first time. This has been Mary's dream since we were very young. I would venture to say, like, yes, Piper, like, is here because of, like, me and, like, her dad, but I'd also say that Maddie has a big role. 
Even though she hasn't met my baby until today. <laughs> but I, like, I lived at Maddie's house, like, in... In middle school. In, like, high school. Like, yeah. beginning of... Or high school for me. You were in middle school. We would watch Titanic every weekend. We would watch Titanic and SNL every weekend. And we would, like, talk about our dreams. And my dream was to move up to Provo. And Mary would man. sing for me. Do you remember the singing? I would rather you not bring that up for me <laughs> when I have a microphone in front of me because I'm tempted to start. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, but like we would like talk about our dreams and I'd be like, okay, Maddie, you can go to college, but I am going to go to Provo and find a dude. And look what I did. Just kidding. I was more tactful than that. And I did have like a career and stuff. But um, yeah, maybe I'll name my next kid after you. Probably not. But, um, Maddie is a really overused name. What's your middle name, even? Alyssa. Alyssa. Yeah, that's not going to happen either. But, um. <laughs> Thanks for the thought, though. That meant a lot. <laughs> if you had a better name, I'd name my next baby after you. <laughs> All right, that's where I'm going to end it. Thank you so much for coming. You're welcome. You're so kind. Thank you for coming, and thanks for kind of enlightening me on a lot of stuff. I feel like I learned a lot. And that's thanks the for point. Coming over to chat. Chatting with Mary. Chatting with, that's what I should have called this podcast. <laughs> I just want to chat. Chatting with Mary podcast. I just want to chat with All right. Mary. Goodbye. All right. So that's it for today's episode of the I Just Want to Chat podcast. Again, I want to thank Maddie Barney so much for coming on and chatting with me. It was awesome to talk to somebody about all that stuff who like really, you know, is in the know well I'm just like more of a casual watcher it was nice to be educated on a lot of that stuff um yeah and I want to thank Alex for coming on and talking about peanut butter and honey sandwiches I hope that I have inspired someone um to eat a peanut butter and honey sandwich for their lunch this week um if I have then my work here is done I don't need the pod anymore that was the purpose of all of this um, stay tuned this next week. I have a really cool Bachelorette recap that will go up um, with a very, very special guest. So, thank you for listening. All right.